Revolver Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud Dave. Boop, 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 boop. Yo, that's a new one. What's that gun? So, Dave. What's up, bud? We're jumping back into the world of Roseanne. It's been a minute. Yep. It's been a Almost minute. And, uh, two years? I'm not mad about it. Half. Yeah, it's like a year, a year and a half. Our, our last episode where we covered this show, we covered two episodes. Uh, that's when we were trying to do. I don't even remember that. I don't remember. I, I don't remember covering two episodes. That's that's what yeah. I don't remember. That's terrible. <laughs> well, we've been we've been doing this for a while now. But yeah, we covered two yep. episodes. We crammed two episodes of Roseanne into one of our episodes, which we stopped doing because we felt like it was a little uh, overwhelming and we can't really dive as deep when we're trying to do more than one you know it's, it's just a lot mm-hmm. to kind of back to back it's funny because i forgot that we used to do that and now we've kind of just That's narrowed what I'm it saying. down i don't to even remember doing thing. that <laughs> uh but but obviously roseanne's known for the halloween specials we go into great detail in the previous episode of our love like our love of the show so we're not gonna gonna not gonna detail that too much and not dive into that too much but I figured, you know, since we're we're getting to the two-year mark of our show, I figured, you know, let's go back to something that kind of inspired us to talk about these Halloween specials, and that's that's Roseanne. Yes. Now, let's let's just cut the bullshit and jump into the episode we're going to be talking about, and that is "Trick Me Up, Trick Me Down." I, I need to go home. I, would you just look at this mess? I, I don't know how many times I've said it to myself. It's just like gutting a fish. I swear I was way better the last time. <laughs> the last time? Yeah, you know, with Becky's dad, he was blonde too. Hey, I know. You've got a garbage disposal over your house, don't you? Oh, my God. Please, please. I, I need to go home. Oh, no, you can't go. You'll tell. No, I won't. I promise. I won't tell. Please, let me go. Liver. <laughs> so, Roseanne, Trick Me Up, Trick Me Down was released on October 29th, 1991. It's part of season four, episode six. So, mm-hmm. literally on the cusp of Halloween. Couple days, couple days shy. Just before Devil's Night. Good, good, uh, good date on this show. Not, mm-hmm. <laughs> not fucking weeks before Halloween or even a week. Like right on it. Which I feel like I feel like a lot of shows. I respect even, it. Even what we've talked about in the past, we, it's like a lot of these shows sometimes tend to be a little not as close. And it's always good that this show was pretty consistent with the uh, the release dates. So this episode opens with Roseanne and Dan's new neighbor Kathy. Entering their joke. house, looking for them after hearing screams. She hears like she sucks. <laughs> she does suck, but I think that's supposed to be the point. I don't think yeah. she's supposed to be the most likable character on the show. Oh, but yeah, she hears these blood curling screams. One thing I found odd, and, and and it's just I got a kick out of this while I was watching the episode. I just thought it was so strange. I was like, why the fuck was she there to begin with? I'm guessing she heard the screams, but the episode just opens with her standing there and yeah, then it's a the cold screams. open. Yeah, yep. but like I was trying to think, I was like, why the fuck was Kathy even there? Like, why was she standing there? She was just she was just investigating. She was doing. Yeah, her, she was uh, just in the neighborhood. <laughs> she was just well, she's their neighbor, so she was right there. Yep. 
But I was like, why the fuck is she just there? Because she's there, hears the screams, and then enters. But yeah, she enters the Connor's home. And inside, she discovers a disemboweled Dan lying dead on the table, the kitchen table, with his intestines and gore everywhere. Roseanne enters holding a kitchen knife covered in blood. And she explains to... She has like this long bit of dialogue where she explains to Kathy why she murdered Dan. Like, I guess she kills all of her husbands. That's kind of the, the shtick. There's one detail I noticed in that little... That's that exposition that Roseanne had. I, is Becky not Dan's daughter? Did I miss something? Because she says, oh, I killed... What do you mean? Because I think there's a line where she says, Roseanne says, I killed Becky's dad the same way. Something like that. Along those lines, that she killed Becky's dad. And I'm like, wait a second. Is that something I've missed all these years? That, Be- that Dan isn't biologically Becky's father? Small detail. Uh, maybe. Yeah, did you not detail. catch that line? Uh, I think I may have. I just didn't. It wasn't enough for me to, to be the internet sleuth <laughs> and uh, figure it out. But um, now I'm a little interested. So maybe yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. I, I was thinking about it. I wrote in my notes here while I was writing the synopsis. I was like, did, is Becky just, is it biologically not his daughter? Like maybe she, they, like she was pregnant and that's when she got with Dan in high school or whatever. Just, I might have to go back and, and look into that because I was very curious. I was like, or was that just a throwaway line just because Roseanne was being a dick to Kathy? I think, I think that's what it was, but we'll, who knows. But what an odd line to say to your neighbor. Like, just like, oh, that's like, like Becky's father's not Dan. I, I killed him like I killed Dan. So just an odd side note there, yeah. that little tangent to jump off of. So obviously this is a prank because the Connors are known for their Halloween pranks. Dan pops up, stands behind Kathy, offers her some liver. She freaks out, exits the kitchen in disbelief and in shock at the joke. She's not very happy and just kind of eases her way out. Now, the whole basic premise and plot of this episode when it pertains to Roseanne is that Kathy's reaction to this prank causes Roseanne to be super paranoid. Like, the entire episode, she's just paranoid that Kathy's going to try to get back, like, some revenge, like, get back at her for this prank. And it's funny, too, because, like, I've watched this season a lot, and when this character's introduced, it's not in this character's nature. You never really get that vibe from her. So it's just an odd feeling that Roseanne has overall, I think. Again, just from what I remember about the show, because Roseanne is a show I kind of put on all the time. So it is strange that Roseanne really swore. I guess because they're new, like she's they're new, they're new neighbors. So Roseanne's just like, oh, she's definitely gonna come and get me. You know, it's also her guilt because she knows she fucking played a cruel prank on her. So yeah, she just feels guilty about it. Being an asshole to Kathy. Yeah, but Kathy's a fucking asshole too. So I guess yeah, in a different, is. in a different way, not a lovable asshole yep. like Roseanne. No. <laughs> we also learn that Jackie is depressed about her dating life. She's calling all of her ex-boyfriends and feeling all pathetic because she doesn't have a date for the Lodge's Halloween party, which we hear about the Lodge. We've been hearing about that for seasons. I love that it's a continuous thing. Yeah, they always, that's like their hangout spot in town. Uh, There's also a very brief scene with the children early on. 
um, about none of them, specifically the girls not wanting to celebrate Halloween and DJ having costume issues, which I want to get to a little later in our likes and dislikes. Um, they're, they really don't play a part in this episode at all when comparing it to yeah. the previous two Halloween episodes, the Halloween specials. Uh, this culminates at the annual, again, Lodge's Halloween party, where Dan and Roseanne win a costume contest, and Jackie runs into a man dressed in a moose costume who turns <laughs> out to be her ex-booker. And the two make up, and Roseanne confronts Kathy, and Kathy tells her that she's better than her and has no intentions on getting revenge. Basically, you know, the entire party, Roseanne's following her around. There's a bunch of jokes where she's in, like, follows her into the restroom, follows her in the garage. like Not the garage, yeah. the parking lot, I mean, when she goes to get a sweater. Roseanne's just following Kathy around this entire party. It's fucking hilarious. The episode ends with the Connor kids playing a prank on Dan and Roseanne by putting snakes, real snakes, in their bed. And it's really funny because Dan and Roseanne are really proud that they played this prank because they were a little disheartened at how the, the kids best. were acting on Halloween morning about not being excited about the holiday and not wanting to celebrate Halloween. Also, I would love to take a picture of those, by the way, the snakes in the bed, the snakes in the bed. I know it's such a, it's such an interesting visual and like a weird product. Like how the fuck did the kids get the snakes in the bed to begin with? There are nine snakes and it's like 50 snakes. <laughs> there's even a line there's even a line where darlene's like don't touch this uh she's like dj don't touch the snakes that means i'm gonna have to untie i don't want to untie them again yeah because <laughs> they're like, insinuating they were all tangled up yeah i guess dj uh is into animal cruelty i don't fucking know <laughs> oh so, boy there's also like a like right before the credits scene where dan sets up a prank and he's she he's with Kathy's husband, and the prank they're pretending it's from Kathy, so that Roseanne can get over her paranoia and Dan can move on with his life. <laughs> he just wants to be calm and not deal with this. So what they do is they fill a bucket with flake, fake blood, and play a small tape recorder of kitten sound effects, and yeah. Roseanne notices it before she opens the door, and she sends Becky. To answer it. It's the best. And yeah, in revenge for the whole snake gag and prank that they played on them. And that's basically how the episode ends. And that's Roseanne, Trick Me Up, and Trick Me Down. Hit it, Dadger. Well, I come from six feet under with a dead guy on my knee. I'm heading down to Hades for to spend eternity. Hey there, Dadger. I think it's plain to see. We bought a All right, bud. So I don't want to start this off negative. I want to be positive <laughs> about this okay. discussion. But but before we get into our likes and dislikes, I just want to talk about the way this episode feels. Now, you know, if you listen to our previous episode, and I remember us discussing, you know, Boo and Trick or Treat, which I, I think everyone will, will, will say is are they're both great Halloween specials. When watching this specific episode, there's something off. I don't know what it is. And I have an idea when we go into it's dislikes. Funny that you, it's funny yeah. that you put that you said that because I said the same thing to myself. There's just something. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But 
it just doesn't feel like a Halloween episode. Like, minus The Lodge, it really doesn't feel like it. It feels rushed. Yeah, it's it's really abrupt. And even, like, me reading back my synopsis, that's what happens in the episode. That's basically, there's really not much else happening. Now, the reason why I think that is and why this episode feels kind of like an afterthought in a way is because I think they were still... So basically, you know how sitcoms are in TV shows. There's a narrative that plays throughout an entire season. And this episode focused heavily on that narrative. And I think that's kind of the problem. When comparing it to the previous two, they were kind of isolated they had their own story their own beginning middle and end and in this episode trick me up trick me down it's almost just a continuation of what's been going on in the lives of these characters and that's kind of why i felt this felt strange don't get me wrong there's a lot to like in this episode too so i'm not shitting on it and i'm not starting with dislikes it's more so even revisiting it now for the podcast i'm like wow Something is off in this episode. But before we go into dislikes, let's talk about some likes. Um, and, and, I, and I'm pretty sure the biggest like of this episode, or one of the biggest likes, <laughs> and, and kind of the main, the main thing I think most people remember about this episode, is Dedger Bergen and Mortuary Snurd, the skit that Roseanne and Dan have at the Lodge. That, them, their Definitely. Halloween costumes. I, I'm pretty sure when most people think of this episode, that's what they think of, and the alfalfanator, which we'll get to in a sec. <laughs> so I'm pretty. Most of the times, those are the two things you, the two references you always see that pertain to this specific Roseanne Halloween special. But dude, that's that costume's fucking great. The whole ventriloquist dummy and performer, their costumes covered in cobwebs, and the whole that's effect. Great. Yeah, the effect with the um. With the water, when when he drinks the glass, when Dan drinks the glass of water, and the water comes out of uh, Roseanne's chest, it's like bullet holes or something. I'm guessing it's supposed to be like she was shot up. I, I think it no no because no because she was eaten by worms. She says yes. It. She goes yes, oh yes. I, there was that that's why there's all those holes in her chest. Uh, <laughs> I, wasn't I sure actually wrote it was down to be bullets. I actually wrote down uh, potential Halloween costume for. Uh, for Sheila and I this year, be, this coming the, October. You know what? That is that is a really good. That is that would be a good couple. Absolutely. Costume. And uh, 100%. I just I just love how you know she has the little the the, the little legs attached to her to make it look yep. like she's sitting on Dan's lap and she's wearing black pants to kind of hide it in the background. Very it's, elaborate. It's really brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. It's super elaborate and and like always, even in the previous episodes, this previous two Halloween episodes, their costumes are always great. Even if they're simple, still just iconic shit. And I always think, again, this is something most people go to when they remember this episode. I bet you you ask anyone that loves Halloween and loves Roseanne and sitcoms and old sitcoms, uh, and you talk about this episode, this is probably the first thing they think of, and it's it's the costumes. And speaking of costumes, the alfalfanator, which... (laughs) Dude, wait, wait. Let me just stop you there for a second. I so before DJ adds on the leather jacket and hand grenades and gl- and gun, or he asked for his hand grenades. I thought he was supposed to be Alfalfa and Pee Wee. 
Because it looks like Pee-wee's outfit, what he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> he almost looks like Ed Grimley, too, a little bit. Yeah, I, I was, it was it was very strange, but then I but then I totally forgot that he does that little get up with the leather jacket and gun and sunglasses, and I was like, yeah, okay, that's a good one too. <laughs> that must have brought back like seeing him in that costume, right? It brings back like if you haven't watched this episode in a while, or you're like, oh shit, the Alfalfinator. You know what also? You know what I also found funny? Even in 1991, when this episode aired. Were kids dressing up as fucking alfalfa or the... Ter- I don't remember kids dressing up as the Terminator. No, I don't think so. <laughs> now, keep in mind, Terminator 2 Judgment Day came out in 91. So, yeah, Terminator was, like, fucking hot this year. But even mm-hmm. still, I don't remember seeing people, adults or children, dressing up as the Terminator or wanting to dress up as the fucking Terminator. Let alone, like, alfalfa. Because even in the 90s, yeah. like, what kid was like, I'm into Alfalfa. I'm into the Little Rascals. Like, the 90s movie, most people our age and even a little younger, a little older, remember their Little Rascals movies from the 90s. Ni- like, Little Rascal movie from the 90s. Sure. I don't, I don't know too many people that watch, like, the old black and white fucking show. So, still a cool yeah. costume. Still a pretty iconic image seeing him with the leather jacket, glasses, and, like, a fucking Uzi or whatever. Or like, a giant machine he's got, gun. He's got, like, a giant machine gun, yeah. <laughs> and it's black. It looks fucking real. It's not, like, a fake-looking... Yeah. Like a machine gun, you know. If you fucking, I highly doubt DJ in in the real world would walk around holding that in the streets, trick or treating. And I, I love that he also asks Roseanne, "Where are my hand grenades?" <laughs> yeah, and she knows exactly where they are too. She tells him, "Like in your yeah. room under the bed or some shit." Or last time, like wherever you left them last time. It's, I, you know, I do wish we saw him again in the costume since it's such a a funny moment and works so well. Him going, like they're him barely the, the kids are barely in the episode. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, that kind of plays into some issues I have with it. But again, I don't want to dwell on right. that too much. Just okay, yet, yeah, but, we'll, that's fine. But yeah, I just wish we would have seen him again in his costume, even if it's for like two seconds, just like a joke at the very end of him, you know, in the Alfalfinator costume. Because after that, he right. basically vanished. Like even at the very end with the snakes, he it would have been great if he came down still dressed as the Alfalfinator. I don't, I don't know. I just got such oh, a yeah. kick out of that costume. I just thought it was it's such a I funny. I would stayed in the costume. It's such a, a such a fucking funny just image to just see. Oh, you look great. Who am I supposed to be? <laughs> You, honey, you're alfalfa of the little rascals. I want to be the Terminator. No, no, DJ, everybody's the Terminator. You look cute. I don't want to look cute. Honey, let me. DJ, alfalfas kill Terminators. Yeah, right. I also like that uh, Crystal and Jackie both went as Morticia, but Crystal's like, oh, I'm Elvira. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. And they, they look exactly the same. It's just it's really funny. And and by the way, I ja- I have a big crush on on Aunt Jackie. Jackie's <laughs> respectfully is a huge babe. Laurie Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about that Elvira, like on that subject of the Elvira Morticia, jo- Morticia joke, what I do like is their friend is like, oh, you both dressed as Cher because they the both Cher. Have- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it's funny because yeah. you're it, it it does look like Cher when you really think about it with the long yeah, black hair. Totally. And and it is it is like the Elvira Morticia costume is such a go-to generic costume for most women when you think about it. 
So that would that's really realistic and could totally happen at a Halloween party. Even now. Oh, de- definitely. <laughs> and like neither one of them were it was the most generic versions of both characters if that's what they were trying to be. They didn't look like either neither one of them looked like Morticia or Elvira wearing that getup. <laughs> like it was very yeah. very quickly put together. Um but really authentic in the sense of whenever you go to a Halloween party, like, oh, I'm Elvira. Unless they, like, go full-blown with, like, the wig, the makeup, the fake boobs, and the whole shebang, you know. It's just a girl in a black dress and black wig. Whatever. It's cool. Um, But speaking of Jackie, there's one... There's one subtle scene that I really like, and I feel... And I feel it's... Which... It's the strength of the show as a whole, like the writing of the show and just how much detail they put into Halloween as a holiday in these specials. So there's a scene where Dan and Roseanne are talking and I think it's right after talking to the kids and the girls are talking shit about how they don't want to celebrate Halloween this year. They're over it. Dan comes in holding a pumpkin, uncarved. This is one of my favorite, one of my favorite parts. So you might as well just bring it up. Yeah. So he walks in holding the pumpkin, right? And he's carves the top. And he's, he starts, you know, pulling out all the guts. Then he realizes, oh, I have to go get some tubing for their costumes that we just talked about. Right. And Jackie grabs the pumpkin and continues carving it. And she just starts having a conversation about all the drama she's having with not finding a date and calling all of her ex-boyfriends and stuff like that. And it's a real pumpkin. And it just comes off so authentic the scene, the yeah, acting, sure. the the you know the chemistry between Roseanne and Jackie and them as actors and the actual characters, like it just comes off as so real, and how they were able to incorporate something real, like a, a plot point that could be a real thing, and Halloween. Well, two things about pertaining to this: the chemistry between the two characters, Jackie and Roseanne, is always amazing. They have such good chemistry. They come off as real sisters. It's so good. Yeah. And just watching Dan set up the the, his little station to to carve the jack-o'-lantern and then having Jackie take take over and pull the guts out. That's exactly how I do uh, how I carve my jack-o'-lanterns. I I put the pumpkin under over newspaper. I take the garbage pail out and then I just start doing it at the table. Like, you know, at the island. And that's, that that's, I just loved it because that's exactly what I do. It yeah. was just so true to form, you know? And how Jack, and like Jackie doesn't even budge. She just grabs it from Dan, continues yeah. the conversation with Roseanne and keeps carving the jack-o'-lantern. And I love yeah. that because again, it's just, it's, it, it, it's so authentic. And I love how it's really, it's a subtle thing. It's not in your face at all. But it it feels right. It feels like Halloween, and it's so minuscule. It's such a tiny detail, but they did such a good job. And the fact that they used the real pumpkin is awesome. Like, they actually brought a – they must have had a couple. They probably did a few takes, and maybe they brought, like, one or two pumpkins. Well, I mean, I'll bring it up at the end. But, yes, I mean, I I agree with you. Um, Something else I want to talk about, and and – this is the big, the like the main set piece of the whole episode is the lodge, and we always go into obviously '90s Halloween decorations look fucking gay. We've at nauseum we've talked about how most of these Halloween yeah. specials, 
you know, just the old school 90s, early 90s, late 80s, Halloween, you know, Beastle cutout. We, we talk about it every fucking episode, whenever we cover a Halloween episode, uh, a Halloween special. But you know what I love about the fucking lodge the most? There's two things. First, they have like these mannequin monsters. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? Spread yeah, throughout there's dummies the, all over the there's place. There's like dummies. It was I was like wow that was it's like re, like a lot of work went into that. So they have this is these are the ones I noticed. I noticed a few. So there's some generic ones like a Frankenstein monster, a vampire, but they had like this hunchback mutant dude that pops up mm-hmm. behind some of the characters while they're talking throughout the party. And then there's a scene later on where Jackie's talking to her to, to Booker, and we'll get into that in a sec. Um, and there's like a butcher serial. Did you notice that? Like a butcher serial mm-hmm. killer behind them with a meat cleaver. And I just thought that was fucking awesome. Just these mannequins throughout this entire party. Like wow, that like that looks so cool. It stood out to me even when compared to something as small as like the the drinking cups they had on tables that had small little cutout, you know, pumpkins on them and things like that. Right. But and and the the cakes and the snacks if you looked, you could see that like there was like like hands and stuff on the cake and you could see mm-hmm. the orange cookies. Like I loved all that shit. And another really unique thing is if you notice throughout the entire lodge, like throughout the entire space, there's really intricate um jack-o'-lanterns cut out like Mm -hmm. not just faces these are like really intricate like demon heads and monsters and things they're on each table you see them in the background they they're literally popped up like they pop up throughout the entire lodge scene right and that's what i was going to say before was you kept you brought up you like how it's actually a real pumpkin dan is going to carve they probably you know could because they did that with all those pumpkins, they're probably like, let's just have him carve a real pumpkin instead of, you know, doing it pre-made or something like that. They probably had a shit ton on the set. Oh, for sure. Dude, it's it's like, it's all over, like all over the episode in that lodge. They have, and even at the end credits, which I want to get to in a sec too. Um, yeah. They just have like some real, like they whoever with the set design jack-o'-lantern guy was for this episode, they put someone to work because they carved out at least... 15 jack-o'-lanterns in yeah, it was a bunch. really detailed you know ways two other things i want to throw into this uh lodge uh display well not display but the inhabitants of the lodge is that we get the old man with the arrow in his head he's he's in all the episodes in all the lodge scenes i love yeah. it yeah and, and you know what else i love too uh, Arnie's back as exactly as dead Elvis, ghost Elvis, ghost of Elvis. That's what it is. I said dead Elvis, ghost of Elvis. It. I love how in the previous episode it's like a white blanket ghost, and in this one he's yep. all painted. He like looks undead, and he's all painted up. Yeah, I really really great. like that. Yeah, yeah, I love how they brought that. They brought that back. Uh, you know what's another weird costume I found, and I don't know if if he popped up in previous episodes that involved the lodge and Halloween. There's like an older man dressed as a pink bunny. Did you notice that? I'm trying to... I have to... I, I think it's so. fucking weird. I have to watch it again, but I... There's, I hey, whatever. There's two weird things, and usually you're the go-to weird background extra guy. So, dude, there's a weird old man in the pink, the pink bunny outfit. Then there's another older man who looks like he's dead or so i forget what he's wearing and there's this really awkward like this extra went above and beyond in the scene where the old man is walking right because i watched this episode twice for to in preparation for our episode and he's walking 
And the other, like, gentleman walks in front of him and stops him from walking and then continues walking. It's so awkward and, like, it's weird. Like, if you watch it back, dude, literally, the, the, the old man's walking. The dude steps in front of him, stops him so that he could walk past him. And then I was like, okay. I'm going to have to rewatch. To, to be fair, I was on a time constraint, so I was not paying. <laughs> I pay attention, but I was not paying attention to detail as I usually do. Yeah, dude, so, it's, it's it's odd. If you watch it back in the future, keep an eye out on the background. Some of the extras, you could tell they gave him direction and were probably like, oh, interact. Like, you interact with him. And it was just like an awkward, right. like, yo, bro, stop. Let me walk. Then you can walk. I was like, all right, dude. And it was like a little old man. And then again, the pink bunny suit guy. That was fucking, fucking very strange. Wait a minute. I don't understand. Why did you call me if you didn't want to see me? It was not a happy time at Jackie's that night, okay? I wanted to talk to someone who was not my sister. All right, so you needed to talk to someone. Here I am. Let's talk. You weren't the only guy I called, you know. No, but I'm the only one that showed up. (laughs) We don't know that. Mm -hmm. There is someone in there right now dressed as Madonna who could very well be Tim Brewer. Another thing I want to talk about is George Clooney. You didn't mention that he's in this yep. episode as Booker. He's the guy in the moose costume. Um, funny enough, this is the final episode he was in of Roseanne. Which, they put so much emphasis on this character in this episode. I was like, yeah, wow. and nothing even happens. Yeah, it's odd. Like, that the whole th- point of this is Jackie's love life. She makes up with them, has this whole, you know conversation this really like well acted scene honestly when they're talking and they're in their costumes in that separate little entrance area it's a good scene but he's just done after this so i just thought that was fucking really like just to put so much emphasis on him and then for him to vanish after this is fucking weird and he was to be fair he was in a lot of episodes before this one like he pops up a lot he was one of the main love interest of you know Jackie, you know, throughout the season. And I even think, was he introduced in season three? That detail I don't remember, but I don't remember I, that either. I do I do know he was in a lot of episodes previously. Usually when I watch Roseanne, I bounce around episodes. I watch it a lot, but I bounce around um episodes and things like that. So one more little thing I loved was there's this really brief scene with Roseanne. She's talking to Jackie about her situation. Or I think Jackie's talking to Roseanne actually about her situation. And Roseanne's completely ignoring her because she's looking mm-hmm. at Kathy and just waiting. <laughs> she's just waiting. And she responds, she goes, If I were Kathy, what would I do to get even? She's kind of telling herself that and kind of telling Jackie. Jackie just so happens to be there. And she pauses for a second and think thinks, and she just says, that bitch. <laughs> and <laughs> in that moment, dude, I just want to know what Roseanne's picturing. Like, I want to know. I was like, damn, what the fuck was Roseanne thinking? <laughs> she's, she's psyching herself out. That's what she's doing. She's just creating fucking issues for herself. I know. Because you know I, she's going to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> And the whole episode, I'm just like, yo, what was this ridiculous thing that Roseanne thought Kathy would do to her? To call yeah. her a bitch. They're, that bitch. Their clown up their their clown outfits are pretty good too. Her her and her husband's. Yeah, yeah. I think his name's Dan too. There's a lot of good costumes in this episode. Yeah. Even when like we, we just covered the Happy Days uh, haunted episode and we complained about 
how those episodes weren't like not episodes, the costumes, I mean, weren't great. This episode has like, I think every background player even has a good costume. Even the strange yeah. oddball, like twin peak blue velvet pink bunny suit man in the background. His shit was cool looking. So yeah, I have to, now I'm going to have to re- pull it up again and, and rewatch it. Cause I just want to look at that scene you were talking about. Do you have uh, anything else that stood out to you that you loved about this episode? Um, you know, we covered the the carving of the jack lantern, which was probably my favorite thing of this episode, just because it's so real to what I do. So I was really into that. Um, I, this is really real, and, and I said it before. I really just loved. Like I was looking, I saw like the orange jack o' lantern cookies on the table. And I was like, I want to <laughs> eat one of those so bad. Um, and now this is probably something that you're going to agree with was the very end where they did the credit scene with the jack-o'-lanterns and and they clearly did this on purpose is what again this is why i'm saying they probably had it they probably had someone come in carve all these jack-o'-lanterns especially the one of roseanne which is tough yeah at the very end (laughs) yeah dude Um, that's fucking it was it's fucking awesome yeah, there's emphasis on these. So they definitely had somebody who was probably known for carving Jacqueline, and they said, hey, come come on the set and do a bunch for us, and that's probably what that was. Um, those, were the, those were the things that stuck out to me the most. And I'm pretty sure those Jack-O-Lanterns at the very end, over the end credits, are the Jack-O-Lanterns that were at the lodge, on the, t- on the, lodge, oh, on the tables absolutely. and shit like that. And then just the panning past all of them, showing all the detail... So you're right. I guess they wanted to show yeah. off this person's work, and they were, that's it's a great 100%. way to end. It's the most Halloween besides the lodge. It's the most Halloween feeling, just shot. It's dim, the lighting, right. the pumpkins all lined up. It just looks visually, it looks fucking beautiful. All right. So now listen, we already talked about a bunch of shit we like because there really isn't anything to dislike about this episode. Eh, there's well, a couple of things. All right. <laughs> I'm going to get, let me just say, because I really only have maybe one thing, and it's an overall thing. Okay. And it's, and I think I just literally, as we're recording, I figured out why this is the thing that's making me not like it. We have this cold open with Kathy going to the door. Yeah. And it's it's actually lit pretty cool. You see shadows of trees on the door, you know, it's got somewhat of an autumn feel to it. But that's the thing, when you, when you open up the show... Like, their house, Roseanne's house is not even decorated. Like, when Weird. you look inside, there's Weird. nothing. Yeah. And that's what makes me, feel, makes me feel not Halloween-y with it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what throws it off for me. Yeah. Because there's con- nothing in the house. Considering these characters, like, the right. queen and of Halloween. <laughs> exactly. It, the continuity-wise, it makes no sense. Their house should be fucking decorated because just watching the previous two episodes, us being fans of those big fans, we both love Boo. Like, we both yeah. love that episode. And that they had a fucking haunted house in their house. In the house. <laughs> the fact that there's not a single fucking fake bat in their living room makes Man, no sense. Weird. It's an yeah. odd... Just the producers of the show, it's an odd... I get it. The pranking is continuing, you know, throughout. That's, like, their thing. Right. But to not have even, like, something on the wall or on the front door or in the kitchen is odd. Like, they got lazy with their house. 
maybe all the work went into the lodge, but that's still, it still doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah, Because of it being you. their home. Like the previous episode we covered, and like the um, trick or treat where Roseanne gets stuck at the bar dressed as a guy. It makes sense. That's just a bar with a bunch of biker guys, adults. It makes sense for there not to be a lot of Halloween decorations. But this is their fucking home, and they obviously love the holiday. So it should be fucking oozing with Halloween yeah, shit. Yeah, it's not. It, it makes no fucking sense. So I totally agree. It, it, it kind of takes you out of it early on. Exactly. Um, I have a couple of things, and, and it's I, I, I enjoy this episode, but I really— Oh, I, I did too. Yeah. I really wish the kids factored a, a little more into it um, because they were so vital to the previous two episodes. Like the previous one was all about DJ wanting to dress up as a witch and right. Dan not feeling comfortable with it. And then, you know, and, and, and the kids not wanting to celebrate Halloween. Like in this episode, they're just cool. Okay, you guys don't want to celebrate Halloween. Cool. Like weird. Right. So one thing I want to say something about that episode with DJ and the witch, yeah. and I, I want to tie it back to this episode in that there's like an overlay, like an overlaying theme to that episode of like toxic mask masculinity, yeah, and like how it's you know it's it's just a, a shitty trait, yeah, and they tie it into it so well with the holiday, and then you have this episode where the kids are barely in it. There's not a ton of Halloween atmosphere, and there's no really theme or there's no lesson yeah. or anything in this episode it's just kind of like a effortless halloween thing and listen yeah. we'll take anything from a roseanne episode that has to do with <laughs> halloween but this one is very bare bones compared yeah. to the other two and, and like i said before and this will go into into what i think fucks up this episode halloween wise is that they use this episode just to kind of bridge the season. It was just continuing the storyline, which is Jackie's love life. Now, normally, I like shit like that. I'm cool with diving into... And I like Jackie as a character. I'm cool with going into her love life. That's a running That's a running gag on the show. She always has... Especially at this point, she always has problem with men. And she slept with Arnie... That happened previously, and that's still going on throughout this season. That's like a joke. Even the even funny enough, the episode after this is about Dan and um, Roseanne going to Vegas with Arnie, and I forget his wife's name at the, his new wife. They go to Vegas, and it's yeah. still him sleeping with Jackie is still a thing. So it's like they're continuing that storyline and just kind of trucking along to keep the continuity. Of the story, of the writing, of the script, or whatever shit they have going on. And I think that's what it is. And like you said, where there's a lesson learned, those episodes are so self-contained. You know, Dan, and Boo, Dan's trying to get a new client or whatever, and the guy shows up, and they play a prank on him. Yeah. And he's in on the prank, and they're trying to go back and forth, Dan and Roseanne, and one-upping each other. You know, like you mentioned with DJ and his, him wanting to dress up as a witch and Dan not being cool with it and then accepting it. There's no, there's none of that in this. It's really just Roseanne wanting to get Kathy, you know, worried that Kathy's going to get her back, you know, get revenge. And then Jackie making up with George Clooney. Right. Like, <laughs> and then, and then if you want to just further this a little more, it's Kathy is not like a huge character. 
And she doesn't have much development. No. She, you know what I mean? You just know her as a very uptight neighbor. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're putting emphasis on Kathy getting revenge on Roseanne, it's like, it's almost like she doesn't even have, like, any interest in doing that, you know? Yeah. So that was a odd, like, thing to throw in there. I mean, the prank was funny. But I don't know. I just it, it's just a strange episode, and, and not in a bad way. It's just a little off kilter for the brand of Roseanne Halloween episodes. And I'll be honest, dude. Just from what I remember, you know, the the from this point on, and I'm sure, and we're definitely gonna go back to Roseanne in the future. But you know, the Halloween episodes go up and down at this point as you get deeper into the series they just kind of go up and down right. there's a few that are, are they're still great there's still there's still some funny shit about it and it always pertains to Roseanne as a character she's the best part of this episode she is yeah as much as again as like I love I love Jackie and this I don't give a shit about her they could have played up the like George Clooney in the costume thing to make it a little funnier but it's not. It's just kind of like, huh, it's me, you know. And I feel like as you continue watching, that kind of happens throughout the, as the series goes on. The Halloween episodes kind of go up and down. They're all right. This one was okay. And and I'm sure in the future when we do dive into another one, you know, we have to see how we feel about it because sure. they do they, they never they never capture that same magic as those first two. You know, because think dude, those first two have a haunted house in them. The kids are more important, which Halloween, as much as it's for adults, it's for kids, you know, and, and it play, they play such an important part. And in this episode, they're just kind of, they're kind of throwaway characters, you know, in, in this one. Yeah, they're just filler. They're filler in the beginning. And, and I guess there's a little, you know, they're a little bit of, you know, Roseanne and Dan being so proud that they threw yeah. snakes in their bed. But I mean. And this was when, like, Darlene point, was, like, in her, like alternative grunge like all black everything yeah <laughs> this is where like that starts and she just starts having problems Dude, and things like that you see the yeah. shirt she was wearing what was that character's name it's, I forgot. it's like I a it's, it too i could have figured i was like oh what the fuck was that thing called again yeah i don't know we don't, we'll have to uh maybe post yeah. a picture of that and see we if anybody knows what we're talking and, about and if and if dan is actually becky's father maybe that's a detail yeah we missed and it never never caught i just thought it was an odd line um, but yeah, that's, that's really, that's really my only dislikes. I just feel like it's just moving things along. You know, they could have easily, they could have easily, even, even eliminating their house, not being decorated as much as it should be. I feel like they could have easily just injected more Halloween into Jackie's love life. That whole storyline for sure. this episode, you know, Arnie, as much as it's great to see him dressed up as the ghost of Elvis, He's just like, oh, my wife's there. Don't look, you know. He's it's like it's quick. Yeah, and he's it's, barely in it. Yeah. It's funny that he's there wearing the big pompadour and looking silly, but it's like Jackie just kind of moping around and being fucking emo, dressed up as Elvira. Like it's, you know, Mortish, I can appreciate Morticia. Morticia, sorry, I can appreciate it. But Crystal I, was over. I could, I could, yes, exactly. You're right, Crystal. She's a funny character. There's not enough of her in this fucking. She is. So there's yeah, not, there's not. not enough of her in this episode either. It's like the people, the characters you love, and I, I love Rosanna Dan. They're just not prominent in this one. Like they just excluded a lot of people. Yeah, fucking odd, odd. You know, you I know get what? It. They wanted Roseanne to be the most the focal point of it alone. 
this is this is what I feel. I feel like they just made a Halloween episode to keep up with the continuity. I think that's what they were trying to do. They just made one because they had to have one. That's what I think this was, You're honestly. Right. The the writer's room got very lazy with this. Uh... They're just like, yeah, we'll just pump out, you know, here it is. And listen, it works. It's, you know, it's like what Grimey and I were talking about with snacks. You throw a fucking bat on a fucking <laughs> Snickers package and we're going to want it. It's like yeah. this. Oh, there's a, there's a Roseanne ep- Halloween episode? Sure, I'm going to watch it. And it could suck and we're still going to like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, so, yeah. what are your uh, what are your closing thoughts on uh, "Trick Me Up" and "Trick Me Down" or "Trick Me Up, Trick Me Down"? I should say. Overall, I think this is a fun and entertaining episode. It has all the classic Roseanne ingredients: fun costumes, wit and charm, the lodge. The only <laughs> thing for me that I didn't love is that it it just lacked. And again, we said this: it lacked something. It's missing something. Yeah. And I feel like we've been we've been able to touch closely to what it's missing. But you know what? I feel like it might have been rushed in a way, but I, I, I still feel it's worthy of your Halloween watch list to, you know, swap in and out whatever you're watching. I think it's worthy of it. What about you? So while it's not the most exciting Roseanne Halloween episode plot wise, it's still a lot of fun. I could have done without the, you know, dramatic Jackie's love life thing, maybe, or ease up on it a bit, put the brakes on it a little bit. Uh, but the Lodge Halloween party, I agree with you, is fucking awesome. Roseanne's paranoia saves this from being a dud. Like, her Halloween costume and her just being so paranoid of Kathy is what really saves this. But I'd recommend giving it a watch. But I will admit, the two previous specials are far superior. For sure. <laughs> you put snakes in our bed? Well, you were saying how important this Halloween stuff is to you. My baby! You've <laughs> made your mother and me very happy. Now get rid of the snakes. I'll do it! DJ, don't touch those snakes. I'm not untying them again. So that was Roseanne. Trick me up, trick me down. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover, and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Haunted Hangover 31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Catch you guys later. Bye.